Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Um, always like to give gratitude to all of you guys first. Number one, I really want to thank you for continuing to make Harris Rules for the second week in a row, the number one bestseller on Amazon in the categories uh, that we listed in. It's such a huge honor that you guys have, um, frankly, found a, a home, an educational home with us. And trust me when I tell you we don't take it for granted. So thank you for continuing to make Harris Rules the number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, I'm, we could read some of the, the book reviews. Uh, they're just awesome. I have to confess to you all, Julie and I are probably reading – we're reading those together every morning after we exercise with our uh, afternoon uh, – rather, with our morning coffee. Uh, so you guys have essentially uh, become a part of our morning uh, routine, <laughs> getting our mindsets in the right place, reminding us that uh, there are a lot of you guys out there that are looking for the truth about what it takes to be successful long-term in real estate and cutting through all the fluff and bullshit, which there is certainly a lot of fluff and bullshit in the real estate markets. Oh, and this is another shout-out to Brad Inman. I know he occasionally listens to our show. He gave us a fun little uh, mention on his website the other day and things that he's thankful for. So, Brad, we're thankful for you as well. Um, and Julie, I think we should also, before we get back to our topic, we also need to drill down and uh, talk a little bit about uh, Hurricane Irma. Um, I, look, guys, there's two sides to this coin, right? One, we want you guys to be media-free and not watching the news, right? We want you to not have your head filled with the propaganda that has become the news. All the crap out there about the politics and about this, that, and the other thing, none of those things are going to do anything other than discourage you from even you know, wanting to leave your house, let alone being of service to other people. And your highest and truest purpose in this planet is obviously being of service to other people. Now, with this hurricane coming, there's going to be more destruction probably than there even was in Houston. It's, a cla- it, it's the strongest hurricane to ever come ashore from the Atlantic Ocean. There's nothing been like, like this that's ever happened. Uh, in, the, in the recorded history of hurricanes. So this is something that's going to be, again, like the one in Houston, it's going to be off the charts destructive, and there's going to be millions of people that are going to be displaced. So like we are asking all of you guys to do a couple weeks ago with uh, Hurricane Harvey, I want you to really seriously consider how you can be of contribution. We did a series of shows. I'm not going to go back and rehash all that information because you guys can find those shows at timandjulieharris.com, or you can obviously find them um, by going to uh, iTunes, or going to Stitcher or all the other places we brought, or we publicize these shows. So you guys go and listen to those shows. We gave you a step-by-step process on what you can do to be of service uh, to your community. But listen to what I'm telling you, and please be very clear in your head about this. You cannot just be like everyone else and just watch the news and watch the Weather Channel and lament about how bad it is and all the rest of it. You need to realize that your highest and truest purpose on this planet, what God intended all of us to do, is be of service to other people. We're happiest when we're helping other people. We're essentially in alignment with who we truly are when we're being of service to other people, unless you're a sociopath, this is true. So think about in your own world what you can do to help the people that are going to be affected by these storms. Um, Julie and I are, you know, we mentioned 
mentioned a whole bunch of ideas on those, uh, the series of podcasts we did about that. I strongly encourage you to use this opportunity to show your a real estate market, even if you're not anywhere near Florida or anywhere near any of the coasts. If you're back in like our old hometown of Columbus, Ohio, you can still do a charity event. You can still do a fundraiser. You can still do an American uh, Red Cross blood drive. You can still do something to basically be of contribution, be of service to other people. And the side stream benefit of that, guys, is you're going to be seen in a different light than everybody else, not just everybody else, not to mention your competitors. When you are putting yourself out there, trying to be of service to other people, trying to essentially, you know, this morning Julie was uh, gathering a, a box of Zoe's old clothes, and she was donating it to a gal who's basically uh, gathered um, a huge truck that's going down to Houston. Do things like that. Be of service to other people. And I promise you guys, when you're tuned into that frequency, everything else basically just clicks. Because what happens is your ego doesn't the, – the inner voice, people call it different things, right? The inner voice in your head that casts doubts on your abilities to accomplish what you want to accomplish in this world, that inner voice, that negative voice, does not uh, is not very uh, pronounced in your thinking when you're being of service to other people because that disengages it. And by the way, that is your ego that's essentially trying to hinder your ability uh, to uh, essentially be of service to other folks in this example. So guys, open your minds and think about how you can be of service to other people. Maybe use those podcasts that we did for you as the framework for some ideas. So Julie, do you have anyone else you'd like to recognize any any direct names and whatnot? I mean, we've been getting inundated with people giving us uh, <laughs> wonderful feedback on the book and whatnot, and we could probably do a series of about 100 shows on that. Um, but yeah. anyone else in Just particular? Just one quick one. I, I think I really like this one because it's very tuned into what our intention was with the book. This is a recent quick review and uh, they write I have read so many books on motivation business planning real estate scripts how to grow real estate businesses there was not a single book out there that covers every aspect of this business and was straightforward to the point and blatantly honest I signed up with Tim and Julie Harris coaching a couple of months ago this coaching has been fantastic their book is a must read there is no way to fail when you follow this book I recommend highlighting and bookmarking and keep going back over the areas you're struggling with Harris rules rules <laughs> so thank you for that. It was our intention to deliver that. And it, I have to say, because we have so much effort in this book, it is very gratifying to see. First, I was, I was you know, very grateful to just honestly have it done and get it out there. But it's <laughs> extra, man, I'm extra grateful. Yeah. For well, any of you guys who are thinking about, yeah, for any of you guys who are thinking about writing a book, hear us out. The process sucks. Okay? It does. It's so much freaking so, work. <laughs> that was my yeah. first level of gratitude. It's over. Hallelujah. It's out there. Uh, but then I'm really grateful that the delivery, the perception, what you guys are implementing and really digesting is congruent with what the intention was. Because, you know, you get into it yeah, in the thick awesome. of it and, and you've read it five million times and you're not sure whether it's going to get through. So that's very, I'm very grateful for that. And I hope that many more of you uh, download that and use it. And we only have about a week more where you can download it for just 99 cents or free if you're an Amazon Prime member. So jump on that if you haven't already. And then, Tim, I've got a quick uh, Facebook thing. Uh, just to shout out to Marta Juarez. And she wrote, did an open house on Labor Day weekend, ended with a new listing from the neighbor that simply came by and asked, can you help me sell my home? Signed the listing agreement yesterday. Sometimes... It is that simple. And I have lots of reports from our Premier Coaching members, Tim, on things that happen like this or, 
you know, their best friend referred them something that seems so easy. But I always remind them that the, quote, easy deals that, quote, come to you, that it seems like that, but those deals only come to agents who are actively out there implementing, not doing, um, you know, they're, they're not being passive. They're not hiding out. They're not secret agents. So just saying. Yeah. That's it. I guys, look, um, again, stay tuned into this hurricane. I just snapped over when Julie was talking over to Bloomberg to see what it was. And, I mean, what's happening in Florida is going to be something that is going to literally be historic. So uh, don't, again, challenge yourself not to just become engulfed in the tragedy that's obviously going to come as a result of this. Don't just, you know, let your brain just gets saturated with all that negativity shift your mindset to how can you be of service i'm shifting my mindset right now trying to encourage you guys to be of service to your communities to basically help those folks that are going to be in so much distress down there this is going to affect everyone this is going to just basically be devastating to you know animals and just the whole thing yeah, pets any any way and every way you guys can be of contribution please do so now we're going to focus on the 10 reasons uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Julie, he sent us the wrong script. <laughs> I'm gonna, or you did. So we're gonna continue our podcast on the why the uh, why real estate reasons fail, and we or why real estate teams fail. And we did get a lot of good feedback on this, and I think the real estate industry and real estate agents on a whole are sick and tired of being told they have to form a team in order to be successful. Um, you know, we are the first ones, probably three or four years ago, on this podcast that started to question some of the. Uh, really the ridiculous amount of pressure that agents were being put under to form teams. And we were the only ones to really start shedding light on the, the, the grow. And this was, you know, years ago that we knew this was true. But we started to be the only ones in the industry that were saying, hey, guess what? A team isn't necessarily a good business model to follow. There's lots of perils that can result in agents failing. And, and at the root of our fear, or not fear necessarily, but the root of our interpretation about basically the industry hammering agents to form teams, is the essence that most teams really are incredibly unprofitable. And the problem with being unprofitable, aside from the obvious reason you're not making very much money, is the problem is, is that it, when the market shifts, those unprofitable teams are still uh, caught with a lot of fixed, rev or fixed overhead. And then that means that the person who formed the team is going to fall into massive hardship. Now, most of you guys listening, and there's 100,000 of you guys that listen to us regularly, are uh, not, uh, haven't been in the business for 10 years. I realize that's the nature of real estate. But Julie and I have been in the business for basically over 20 years at this point, and we've been through many recessions, but nothing like the one that happened back in 07 as a result of the housing crash. And we knew personally people that committed suicide because of the, the financial distraught that that brought on them. We know people that were basically put back on their heels financially and are still to this day, 10, 12 years ago, you know, as a result of that, they're still building themselves back. And all of the problems, 99% of the problems that basically res that those people had to suffer through were brought on by themselves, were brought on by the fact that they were literally employing bad business practices. And every single time I hear somebody talking about how teams are wonderful, without a doubt, 99% of the time, the person that's saying that, A, is, doesn't even realize they're running an unprofitable business, B, hasn't been through a real shitstorm like the one back in 07, so they've never realized, don't have the business experience to realize, I'm just being blunt, you guys know that, I'm always going to be honest, have, don't have the business experience to know what happens when the market shifts. We do. We've seen it. 
you know, we've experienced it through just, we know thousands, hundreds of thousands of directly and indirectly, firsthand, secondhand, through Facebook and whatever else, agents out there. So we were part of your guys' lives when you were trying to, you know, basically figure out your way through that huge, incredible shitstorm that was the real estate crash. And then there's this, and, and, and here's the last group, that's the, the, the last group that really gets under my skin. There is a group of folks out there. Um, you know, motivational speakers, let's call them, that are basically singing the praises of teams, talking about how to form teams, talking about how to buy buyer leads, talking about how to do this, the other thing. And they themselves have never had real estate teams. They themselves have never been in the real estate license. They themselves, probably our biggest competitor, he's never sold real estate before. And he's the one that's beating you guys over the head saying, guess what? You've got to form a team. If you don't form a team, you're sometime irrelevant. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And that's what really gets under my skin because what's going to happen is as when the real estate markets start to meaningfully correct, which they will, cycles are predictable, what you're going to see, and it breaks my heart, is that the agents who form these big teams, if they're not able to pivot and downsize really, really quick, they're going to they're gonna experience the same thing that all those people did 10, 12 years ago. And look, I am going to, and Julie is going to, be as honest and transparent as we can for anyone who cares to listen that, look, there's a way to scale your real estate practice. There's a way to build a team if that's what you want to call it, okay? Now, really what they are is their assistants and, of course, using current business vernacular that's more politically correct. No one wants to be called an assistant, so everyone has to be a team member, but whatever. So we're going to call, you know, there's a correct way to form a team, and there's a, a financially imprudent way to form a team. I'm not going to say wrong because if your motivation isn't to create profit in your business and your motivation is just to get up on stage and say, I sold 600 houses even though you're making less than 10% margin, you know, if that's your motivation because you want, that, you want to feel famous because you want that ego gratification, well, I mean, that's not a business motivation. That's not a reason to form a business in our opinion. But if your business, if your idea is, look, Tim, I've got, I reached and exceeded my magic number of listings. I'm now basically able to handle more transactions. I want to basically figure out a way to maybe leverage my success and create a more uh, funnels of income, more spokes on my wheel. We are on the same page. But listen, do not proceed until you have it locked in your head that there are specific rules and specific mistakes that many, many people have. The history is just gives you tons and tons of examples of the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. Number one rule is in your real estate business, your product is profit. And you guys can't never forget that. Your product is profit. Yes, it's happy customers and it's real estate transactions and it's all those other touchy-feely, warm, touchy, you know, all that. All right, good. But your product is profit. Unless you're making at least 30%, but ideally 50% profit from every real estate transaction you're doing, you're doing something wrong. Now, here's where what I just said basically offends people with teams. Tim, you can't do that given the current team model. And you know what? You're right. You can't. If you're buying buyer leads, if you're paying a ridiculous amount of commission to buyer's agents, if you're basically having all these other systems in place to compensate for basically lazy people that don't know how to lead generate, you're right. You will make no profit. And your profit margins will be around 10%, 12% around there. That is a fact. Those are the real numbers. So 
You can scale your business, but we want you to form a smart team. We want you to form a team whose product is profit. So you guys have product or you guys have profit, and with that profit, you can reinvest that profit. And we want you to probably buy rental properties. Makes sense, right? Uh, By the way, we're doing a podcast, I think, next week on the top 20 cities where we're personally looking for rental properties, where you guys can look for rental properties as well. Julie and I live in the Austin area, but we're buying properties that are North Carolina, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Atlanta. We're buying properties around the country. We're going to tell you what we're buying. We're going to tell you where we're buying. We're going to tell you what you might want to look at yourself. If you're in a really expensive area in California or New York or wherever else, and you're saying, Tim, there's no rentals in my market that makes sense, yeah, so buy in other cities like we are. We're going to tell you where next week. So that's what we want you to do. We want you to take the profit from your business, and we want you to reinvest that money and create and buying rental properties. When you buy rental properties, that's going to create the wealth. The wealth from the rental properties will basically be is the cash flow. The cash flow will make it so that you're rich. Rich is where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money. Nobody I've ever met or heard of has gotten rich from selling real estate. Now, that's another thing that Julie and I will say oftentimes, and people want to argue with us. But we're not ever arguing because we're always saying the same thing. Someone will say, what are you talking about, Tim? So-and-so basically bought this or they did the other thing. And I'll say, that's right. But they did that. They were able to buy that depart, you know, that strip mall or they were able to buy that long-term lease from Starbucks. Or they were able to buy that triple net lease that Home Depot is in or whatever or that you know, 900-unit apartment complex because they had profit from selling real estate, not from selling real estate itself. In other words, they made profit. They reinvested that profit in something that made them – there's no such thing as passive income, but made them something that resembled income that was not having to be derived directly from the sweat of their brows. That's what we want for all of you because when you do that, guys, you create – you are rich where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money, and then you create generational wealth. That can be passed on to generations, your children, your grandchildren, and everybody else in the form of real estate, a a portfolio that produces cash flow. Guys, listen. Just follow the path. Harris Rules lays it out. The last chapter in Harris Rules basically is dipping your toes into this very concept. But if you're looking to form a team, it's probably the top three topics we get people emailing us about. If you want to form a team, I'm all for it. Form a team. Scale. Once you've reached the magic number of uh, listings, once you're primarily a listing agent, if you want to start adding staff, that's fantastic. It's a great idea. But never lose sight of the reason you're in this business. From a business financial perspective, it's to produce profit. You guys get it? Are you on the same page with us? Yes, you are. I know you are. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't be listening. We are the only ones in the industry that are saying this. We are going to shout it from every rooftop, from every stage, from every place that anyone will listen so we can bring some sanity back to this industry and start basically getting rid of all the snake oil salesmen that have made it so – frankly, have made so many agents have to struggle needlessly following – have false paths and believing in false hopes and looking for pretty shiny silver objects and oh I'm going to feel motivated so Julie there's my rant do you have any other uh, before we I know so do you want to get let's get right to the next point yeah. I think I think I've proven yes they get it I so yes but I'm glad that you mentioned that we do outline this in great detail in the Harris Rules book not just the wealth part of it and the rental properties and investment which is how we conclude the book. But before that, a few chapters before that, we actually lay out the different types of team models, you know, solo agent, partnership, small team, big team, that sort of thing. So that is a great supplement to our discussion today. And I think yesterday 
we left off on point number five. So we'll start with number six on why do real estate yep. teams fail? Point number six, too much emphasis on contacts, not enough on appointments, and ultimately on contracts closed. That's a very specific point. We see this with teams. Uh, actually, I, I would have to say that I see this with the more developed teams that actually do understand lead generation, but they get to be addicted to number of contacts. These are the more prospecty teams, right? So their team members will say, well, I made 20 contacts today. Well, who cares if you didn't send any appointments? And this is where you get into the drill of especially like just listed, just sold calls, which are conflict-free, yes, but take such a massive ratio to get any results. And you get attached to contacts, making it seem like you worked today. But to me, and I think to you, work really is the result of having your great scripts and knowing how to close and, and going after the right That's lead really. generation, lead follow-up, and it's on contracts closed. Would you agree That's with right. that? That's right. So point number seven. Point number seven, sure. Point number seven, we, I want to get through these points today. Point number seven, yep. uh, my, my screen just changed. All right, point number seven, lack of exposure to a fully functioning and profitable team model, believing it's normal to struggle to have a feast or famine. Now, that goes back to my rant, so I won't you know, belabor that any longer, but you guys get the point of it. By the way, rant, that's what Brad Inman called it. So, yeah, I guess it is a rant. But So, anyway, that's it. And lack of exposure to a, what, a, what a really a truly a profitable team looks like, because really there aren't very – we know profitable teams because we coach a lot of them, but they're not going to look like the teams that you guys have sort of uh, made into like this big ideal, right? They're not going to be a big army of buyers, agents, and this, all the other thing. They're going to be, generally speaking, the most profitable real estate – again, I hesitate to use the word teams, but teams on in the industry are – Teams you've never heard of, the guys that are making the most money, the guys that are truly becoming rich from selling real estate because they're reinvesting their profit, you've never heard of. They don't brag. They don't go to events. They don't want to be on stages. They don't buy billboards. They're drilled incognito. down. They're focused. They're incognito. And look, number one guy in Manhattan who won't be on our podcast, we've invited a million times, he is nobody you've ever heard of unless you're in Manhattan. He is, his first name's John. He sells so much more real estate than everybody else. It's not even funny. And he's been doing it forever, and he's primarily, primarily a listing agent. Keeps his head down, does his, does his job. There's other great examples around the country of people that are like that. We had Jade Mills, who's the number one Caldwell Banker agent. She's one of our long-term superstars. Incredible gal. And it's true superstar. And she is another example. I asked her on our – you guys can go to our website, timandjulieharris.com, and just put in the search bar, Jade Mills, and you hear her, hear her say it. She kind of shuddered at uh, when we had the team conversation on her interview because she realizes how unprofitable and silly they are, how basically trendy and ego-driven most of them are. And, uh, yeah, she just has her, and it's like three assistants, and she called them assistants. And, uh, yeah, so there's an example. So let's go into the next point. Point number eight. Mixture of jobs, buyers, agents who are part-time, transaction coordinators, assistants who also do marketing, jack-of-all-trades, masters of none. Now, here's the problem with that model. Basically, bottom line is no one becomes good at anything. And the reason, generally speaking, people want to bounce around from different job to different jobs is because they don't want to be held accountable, become the master of the job that you've originally hired them to do. And so when you have – and remember, guys, as a rule – in teams, a lot of times, people that are trying to hide from accountability are going to hide out. In teams, if you allow a team to form around essentially what people want to do when they want to do it, you're going to have an incredibly profit-losing – well, not even profit-losing – money-losing venture. That, And at the, the flip side, the other side of that rainbow is you're going to think that something was wrong with you. 
you guys or some of you guys are following these beliefs that you can have these teams and hire all these people and whatever, whatever, and you no one's saying, hey, guess what? These aren't profitable except us. And so you might be following that path, trying to build a team, trying to add staff members. You're getting pressure from your office, your broker, your office manager. You went to a conference, the whole thing. You're getting hit over the head with team, 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 team. So you must think, oh, my God, all these people, they can't be wrong. You know, they have to be telling me the truth. Where's their motivation not to tell me the truth? Well, maybe they don't know that teams aren't profitable. Maybe they know that basically by asking you to form a team if they're a broker, you're doing the hardest job in a brokerage, which is recruiting agents. When you add agents on your team, you're also adding agents that are paying the brokerage fees every month, right? You see how there might be some maybe some conflicting motivations to encouraging you guys to form teams? So have that be very clear in your head. If your job in this business, and again, focusing on the financial aspects for the sake of today's call, sake of today's show, if your uh, uh, you know, goal is indeed to make profit, you're going to have to be very careful who you listen to for business advice because a lot of times they're not going to give you advice that is driven by profit. They're going to have their own agenda. You're not getting that vibe with Julie and I, are you? Okay, so the next point. Overpaying buyer's agents. We can talk about that till the cows come home, but here's the bottom line. Buyer's agents have basically run away with us the profit for teams. They have leveraged you guys into believing that not only do you have to close the transaction for them, not only do you have to lead generate for them, not only have to you you have to provide coaching and training and you have to basically be you know, provide adult daycare for them. You you know, they're little snowflakes that need constant care and feeding. Isn't that kind of the dysfunctional relationship that most teams have with their buyer's agents. But the other thing, and guys, it hasn't always been this way. You know, 10 years ago in the pre-Zillow days, it wasn't this way. Buyer's agents were expected to lead generate themselves. Buyer's agents were expected, you know, to do open houses and demand, they had to prospect and they had to do actual work opposed to sitting around like they are now and just waiting to be fed like hungry birds. Okay, so the overpaying is buyer's agents. Hey, you want to know where your profit's going? That's where it's going. You guys are overpaying them. You, some of you guys are still paying 30 to 50% of the commission to a buyer's agent. That is insanity. They're not providing 30 to 50% of value just because they're working with a buyer. Many of you, all of you, if you had buyer's agents, would be way better off if you fired all of them and basically referred your buyer leads out to other agents and collected 25 to 35% referral fees. You guys could make way more money just referring your leads out and not have to run your adult daycares, a.k.a. your buyer agent team. It is a harsh reality that a lot of us have been seduced into believing that in order to be successful in real estate, we have to have teams that have large buyer agent armies. And what really scares the crap out of me for all of you guys is there are some teams out there that are formed purely based on buying buyer leads and feeding them to buyer's agents. Guys, how can you not see that that business model is not going to work as soon as the markets start to meaningfully change? Hey, look, Trump is talking about changing some regulations about uh, visas and buying real estate. You know, back in the crash, there was a law that passed that made it so that if you spent, I think it was 250000 in the United States, including uh, had, that could be on real estate, that you're fast-tracked for a green card. I think that was the law. Well, guess what? He's going to basically make that no longer the case. And all the markets in Miami, in California, in, you know, there's areas in California that are so heavily uh, Chinese folks have been buying in there. The whole communities have become prominently Chinese because they are using that green card uh, cutout. And that same thing happened in Miami with the Brazilians and with these others. Well, guess what? The law is changing. Are you guys paying attention to that? 
Why am I telling you that? Because tiny little changes will dramatically affect the agents and the businesses that are prominently buyer-side dependent. And if you're buying buyer leads and thinking that's a sustainable business model, I have one question for you. The buyer leads that you've been buying, how much, how fast are those guys buying compared to like five years ago? The model of selling buyer leads to agents has become oversaturated. So look, guys, the reality of it is, is if you want to stay in this business, if you want to have ever-increasing profits every year, if you want to have a return to sanity in how you run your practice, you have to focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. Let everyone else chase the buyer leads. As a matter of fact, when you have listings, feel free to refer your buyer leads, the ones that don't have houses to sell, the ones that have houses to sell. Maybe your rule is you keep those internally, and you have a showing agent that you pay a salary plus like three to $500 for every contract they right? You have that person work for you, working with your sellers that have to buy. And that's only if you're too busy because you're, you have so many listings. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the rest of the buyer leads out, the raw buyer leads that don't have to sell, refer those out to agents and collect referral fees. You're going to have a much more profitable business with a lot less overhead. And you're not going to have the constant stream of just insanity that has basically become the modern real estate team. And point number 10, <laughs> point number 10 is basically a synopsis of all of our previous points. Driving revenue into the ground through the addiction of buying buyer leads. I just talked about that. I don't, want, don't need to talk about it again. So, guys, look, here's the bottom line. We want you to scale your business. We want you to have a more profitable business. We want you to uh, absolutely positively uh, you know, make more money, make more profit, so you can buy more rental properties. That is the point. We want all of you guys to be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. But I'm asking you. Before you decide to go on the journey of forming this sort of modern you know, team model that is in the zeitgeist of real estate that everyone thinks you have to have in order to be successful, you need to define what success means to you. Does success mean to you that you can be on a stage someplace or you can have your butt kissed in your office where everyone's going to say, wow, you're so incredible, even though you in the back of your head know that you're making around 10% profit before taxes? Is that success for you? Did you get in this business so people basically can hold you out and you can start feeling like a rock star even though you're broke? Is that really what you got in this business for? Hey, guess what? Some of you did. That is what your payoff is. Some of you got into this business, and you're exchanging your potential profit from your efforts for basically the adulation uh, and you know, the temporary love and respect of strangers. If that's your payoff, that's your payoff. Frankly, you're probably not a good client for us because we are focused on helping agents make profit and with that profit reinvest it, get rich, so that very near future, maybe some of you it's next year, maybe some of you it's five years from now, you guys can have enough paid off rental properties uh, that you don't have to work if you choose not to. And when you get to that point where you have cash flow coming from your rental properties, many of you are still going to want to work because it will be it'll be almost pleasurable and easy at that point. And then guess what? You can start having fun. You can start hey, babe, my, buy more rental properties or you can buy a, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do with your life, you can. But first things first, guys, let's all agree that it's time the industry returns to sanity and focus on the people that matter most, which is all of you, 99% of you, the agents, booth on the ground. You guys are our focus. You guys need to be essentially realizing that you are in a blessed opportunity in this industry. You have an incredible opportunity to be of service to other people, but please don't lose sight of the whole point of this business, which is making profit. Is this pretty clear? I think it is. Hey, guys, if you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Anytime for any reason we can be of service to you, let us know. 
Um, guys, listen to the top of this show again. Go back and listen to the shows we did last week on how to basically help people when there's these huge you know, hor- horriblenesses like uh, these hurricanes and do be of service. That's your homework for this weekend. If you've not purchased the book Harris Rules yet, I would appreciate it if you do it. Go to Harris or go to Amazon.com and just put in Harris Rules. You'll find it. And then after you've purchased it, after you've read a chapter or two, please consider leaving us a review. We really sincerely appreciate all the wonderful things you guys have to say about the book and all of our efforts. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.